Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Matt, for those Christmas junkies yeah. who have tuned in to Finest Work Songs for the first time, right. what is it we do here? We love to discuss just these classic albums that might be universally loved or critically acclaimed, or it might be an album that Matt or I think should be considered as such. Sometimes us convincing one another about the quality of an album, but for our annual holiday special, we love to each take some time to talk about a beloved Christmas album. As of this recording, there's an incredible tournament happening, Matt, oh, that the world is watching. The world is on pins and needles. Yes. Just waiting to see what happens in this. Are you talking about the World Cup? No, I'm not talking about the World Cup. I'm talking about our Listener's Choice Contest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's all over the news. People yep. in pubs everywhere talking about it. Yep. People can't get enough. People waving flags. Wearing scarves. For their favorite album yeah. they want us to talk about. Yes, Listener's Choice is our season-ending epipod where we allow you, the Finest Work fan, to vote for the album that Matt and I will be talking about. This year, what we had people do to submit their album of choice was they had to think of a senior quote lyric from the album and post that on social media and tag us in. And we got a ton of good entries. We are in the throes of the competition right now, and it's heated, it's passionate can't wait to see what album ends up on top so stay tuned for that all right before we jump in matt what do you have for us we've got just the best listeners out there you guys are great for engaging with us on social media and liking us and reviewing us and all that good stuff so we greatly appreciate it and many of you send in emails to us it's questions from the heart it's questions about life and things that are on your mind and we'll to answer some of these emails in a segment we call kenny gmail This Kenny Gmail comes to us from Marshall Rainier at Hotmail.com. Marshall writes, I believe that avoiding processed foods could be the first step so that you can lose weight. They could taste beneficial, but refined foods have very little vitamins or minerals, making you eat more only to have enough power to get you throughout the day. When you are constantly eating these foods, switching to whole grains and other complex carbohydrates will assist you to have more energy while having less great blog post has marshall been spying on me is this your new routine no i'm just saying that he knows that i'm eating processed foods <laughs> yeah, it's the holidays man <laughs> that's true in our last epipod we had Kristen king on the captain the captain of the williamsburg trader Ahoy joe's there. yes we were talking about some of the treats oh, yeah. from trader joe's oh. and it's that time of year when I am downing Peppermint JoJo's. Oh my gosh. Right and left. <laughs> Peppermint JoJo's jingle jangle. I saw jingle jangle. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a Trader Joe's after we recorded that and I saw the jingle jangle and I felt like I should get some because yeah. I knew it was so popular. Oh, yeah. Were you there doing a, an on-site promotion thing since they're our new sponsor, the Trader Joe's in Williamsburg? Virginia. Yeah, I drove up to Williamsburg. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah, waved. <laughs> Set up a table out front, <laughs> signed some autographs, kissed some babies. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Marshall's looking out for He's us. He's looking out it's for the us. holidays. Yeah. A lot of times we end up eating a lot of junk. Yep. Amen. Thanks, Marshall. Does Marshall have a website? Marshall does have a website. His website. Yeah, it's interesting that everyone who writes us has a website. The Marshall's website is www.latesthairstylestv.com. Okay. <laughs> and as usual, Matt, this is my reminder that you don't need the www, but <laughs> I know you enjoy it. Like that. Latest Hairstyles TV. Oh, it filled itself com. in. Yeah. Wait, latest hairstyles TV. TV.com. Okay, because latest hairstyles. No, that's someone else's website. Yeah. No, that's not Marshall's. 
All right, Marshall, quit judging me. It's the holidays. <laughs> Send that email in January when I need to start that's, eating better. That's right. We always appreciate the emails that come in. And if you want to get an email read on Finest Work Songs, send it to us at finestworksongs at gmail.com. And we might read it on a future Kenny Gmail segment. For our holiday Christmas special each year, we each pick an album. And listeners, Matt and I did not share with one another what album we were doing ahead of time. A little twist this year. Yeah. So I'm being introduced just as you are. Oh, sweet. Christmas music for a lot of people is about nostalgia. It takes you back to when you were a kid. For this album, I was thinking back to when I was about 13, starting to get deep into Metallica. And, and Guns N' Roses was pretty big about yeah. that time. Yeah, as I'm thinking about that time in my life, the album that I want us to talk about today is the 1978 Carpenter's Christmas Portrait. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, didn't, oh, I did not know you were going there. You said you, you guessed what it was going yeah, to be. Yeah, I thought you were doing that Otter's Jug Band Christmas. No, Emmett Otter's Jug Band. No, we're watching that later tonight as a family. <laughs> okay. But, that's a good guess. Love it. That's a good guess. I yeah. do love it. Yes, The Carpenters. And the reason I picked this album is it was one that my mom had in her car. She had the cassette. We listened to it a lot over the holidays. Okay. And we talked about it before. This was pre the omnipresent Christmas music on the radio. At that time, I felt like you still had to go out and seek Christmas music. You had to buy albums and cassettes and listen to it. There wasn't a dedicated radio station. No, there wasn't. You didn't have satellite radio. You didn't have like the local top 40 station starting the day after Thanksgiving switched over to nothing but Christmas music. So this was an album that she played a lot, driving me to and from school or whatever, out running errands. So there's a huge nostalgia component to this for me. But there's also some of these songs, as Christmas music became prevalent on the radio, there are some songs on this album that are just classic Christmas songs that you hear day in and day out. And it also just gives me an excuse to, at some point after this Epipod comes out, to post a video on our social media of Karen Carpenter drumming because she was a badass Oh drummer. my gosh. Amazing to watch her drum you know, at that point, it was probably amazing to see a female drummer, let alone one who could drum like she could drum. So anyway, 1978's Christmas Portrait by the Carpenters. Yeah, so speaking of some of these traditional standard Christmas classics on this album, the first one we'll listen to is Sleigh Ride. Just hear those sleigh bells jingle and ring ting tingle and too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Let's take the road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. 
We're snuggled up together like birds of a feather would be. Let's take the road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for us. Lay right together with you. There's a Christmas party at the home. Who's that? That's Richard Carpenter. Oh, that was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> We sing the songs we love to sing without a single stop At the fireplace while we watch the chestnut pop Pop, pop, pop There's a happy feeling It's 70s sappiness Yeah Over-the-top cheesiness From a nostalgia standpoint, it puts me in such a good mood And I do think that there's something funny about when your Richard Carpenter sings his part It almost I can't tell if he's trying to sound like he's singing a kid or something there's something kind of weird and creepy about that part and i don't know it just adds a level of interest to me to that song yeah i don't know much about the carpenters matt brother and sister karen and richard carpenter oh wait they weren't doing it (laughs) they just sound like (laughs) and they so richard was a almost a classically trained pianist and arranger he essentially did all the arrangements for their albums and their music and then karen was this amazingly talented drummer it's hard to get more 70s soft rock schlockiness than the carpenters did yeah but boatload of talent between the two of them so it's not surprising that they became pretty big superstars in the early to mid late 70s huge stars that's soft close to you we've only just begun yes that's why when i saw karen carpenter drumming i thought what yeah because I associate them with very soft rock. Very soft. Like, as soft as you can get. Yeah. Flaccid rock. <laughs> Flaccid rock, yes. And that's pretty much it. There are a lot of songs on this album that are very orchestral, because again, Richard was pretty much a an orchestra arranger who happened to be part of a pop group. I think he had the, in some ways, the same types of vision for these lush, huge sounds Brian Wilson did. But Mm -hmm. it was much more classically trained. And that comes across in The Carpenters, especially on this album. Here's a 60s sentence. Okay. When The Carpenters redid Close to You, which was a Burt Bacharach song, Herb Alpert produced it. Oh, yeah. And instead of Karen, they had Hal Blaine play drums. Yep. Which is a little bit of a slap in the face, except that it's Hal Blaine, which listeners you may recognize from... Every 60s pop song right. that you've heard. Yeah, Hal Blaine plays on a lot of this album, too. Oh, he does. The Christmas okay. album. That won't be the last Herb Alpert reference in our Carpenter's really? discussion. Yeah. Okay. So, Fascinating. Yeah. Because yeah. when I hear Herb Alpert, I think of one thing. Whipped cream and other delights. <laughs> yep. Which seems everyone had, and it's in every thrift store. Yeah. Well, have we talked about that before? I don't think we have. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a See, lovely beginning. Yeah, that's a nice little pep in your step as you're <laughs> going out shopping. <laughs> TJ Maxx, if you will. Back know. then. <laughs> Did Dunn have a TJ Maxx? Oh, goodness, no. I was going to make a joke about TJ Maxx being the Walmart and Dunn, and you're saying, no, we didn't even have Oh, we had a Walmart those. eventually, yeah. but we did not have a TJ Maxx. We okay. had a Roses. I remember putting Christmas gifts on layaway. At, at Roses? Roses? Yeah, that was big time. Like what? A, a knockoff Transformer? <laughs> a GoBot or something? <laughs> Oh, yes. All right, what are we doing next? Uh, next, let's move on. We'll do Merry Christmas, Darling, which is the uh, song that they co-wrote on this album. Greeting cards have all been sent. The Christmas rushes through. But I still have one wish to make. A special one. 
But I can dream And in my dreams I'm Christmasing with you Holidays are joyful There's always something new But every day is a holiday I wish it every day The logs on the fire Fill me with desire To see you and to Yeah, so I really picked that song mainly because it has saxophone. I know how much you love saxophone. So, that that yeah. song sounds, yeah. it sounds just the 70s, the, man. It is the 70s, I mean, right? those that chord structure and the yeah. melody is a caricature of the 70s. It's syrupy. Yeah. It's, absolutely. I completely agree. So this is a song that they actually first recorded, I think, in 1970 when they put this album together. Karen Carpenter eventually re-recorded the vocals. She wasn't pleased with the first version of it. Hmm. Both Karen and Richard Carpenter went to California State University, okay. and they had a professor there, and they became really close with. And uh, he had written these lyrics to the song and had put together a melody, but didn't the melody. He shared it with them. And 15 minutes later, R- Richard Carpenter had come up with this melody Dang. the song. That professor had been trying to crack the code For of this 30 melody. years. <laughs> yeah, and then Richard Carpenter's like, Give me that. He like writes it on a napkin, comes it out like, <laughs> here you go, and just slams the door and leaves. My work, my work here is done. Yeah. Apparently, Elvis tried to record the song, and could not get the bridge to it because of his inability apparently to read music so he <laughs> really tried to get to, he, so this was despite its cheesiness and 70s schlock it was too difficult of a song for elvis well to, now i want to hear the call. bridge yeah what's the bridge is it the saxophone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his problem he's trying to sing saxophone <laughs> this is also 70s elvis so yeah who knows true. what he was doing that's a good point <laughs> you think the carpenters and you think wholesome 70s and they clearly had some health issues which we'll i'll talk about a little bit but who does the carpenters oh. but the other thing about just speaks to the wholesomeness of this album the album cover when you get a chance to look at it it was essentially like we need to do a norman rockwell ripoff of the two of them it's not norman Rock- it's not norman rockwell okay. but it, by god it looks just like norman rockwell yeah wow Let's see who did it. Okay. There's a guy named Robert Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum? <laughs> yeah. no, that's not his real name. That's Norman Rockwell doing a Christmas suit in him. Yeah, because people aren't interested in having Norman Rockwell do Christmas stuff. <laughs> he wasn't cool at that time. He Bob was... Tannenbaum? <laughs> Bring him in. And it's just Norman Rockwell with like a fake mustache. Okay. <laughs> this guy does movie posters. Okay. Oh, check this out, Matt. He's done movie posters for... 
Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh. Outrageous Fortune. Remember that? <laughs> I do. The Color of Money. Wow. Uh, a Christmas Story. There you go. Which that, oh, makes, that makes sense, sense. because yeah. that one looks Norman Rockwell too. Uh, yeah. And you'll be pleased to know, <laughs> Better Off Dead. Yes. <laughs> How have we managed to work Better Off Dead in half our podcast? <laughs> yeah. Al- although we have acknowledged that it really doesn't hold up. No. Uh, the fact that there is a claymation music video segment. Oh, that's right. Is to Van Halen. Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Tannenbaum. Next is their version of I'll Be Home for Christmas. Christmas future is far away Christmas past is past Christmas present is here today Bringing joy that will last Have yourself a merry Christmas Let your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Gosh, dude. We don't have time to even get through. We are a minute and a half in, and they haven't even gotten through the chorus yet. That's because she has that freestyle verse at the beginning. But still, man, golly. Yeah, and this album, it's there are a ton of songs on it, and it's been reissued and reformatted. And yeah. It's, they're double albums of other Carpenter's Christmas songs that they've added to it. It's not the best version of that song, but... The reason I picked that song is one, it's a it's just another example of the Carpenters doing what the Carpenters do. But also, it, it was only within the last few years that I've finally heard or understood the etymology of that song, the original version, being you know, written from the point of view of a soldier overseas. Mm. And I think Bing Crosby was the first one to do it. But to me, the one that really captures that emotion is the Frank Sinatra version of it but it's classic carpenters it's sappy it's melodic it's orchestral and all that it's slow it's slow it is very slow i would bet you that you couldn't find a slower version of that song (laughs) tempo wise i bet you could um listeners my daughter has pointed out that camila cabello has a version of this chris mice chris moist yeah (laughs) here it is Christmas. Christmas. Chris Moist. Like Chris Moist. <laughs> I want to hear that again. <laughs> Let's hear that again. I will be home for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's not a hard word to pronounce. <laughs> does she do it every time? Let's see I think later, she does. later in I'm the I'm pretty song. sure she does. I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> Chris Moist. <laughs> 
So, uh, so you hear Chris Moist, I hear Chris Mice. Really? Yeah, Chris Mice. Chris Mice? Chris Mice. Chris Mice? Yeah. Let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's the blue dress or the black dress yeah, kind of thing. Way. It's like what you think you hear is what you hear. That's, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. See, I'm glad I picked that song if for no other reason <laughs> that we got to talk about that. But you mentioned Herb Alpert earlier for all the wholesomeness and syrupiness and 70s soft rock of the Carpenters. They had issues and Richard Carpenter had some drug issues. And then Karen Carpenter tragically died due to anorexia complications. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make light of her funeral but but, but, I hang will. On. <laughs> but here is here was some of the guests at her funeral in 1983 it's a who's who of 70s stardom dorothy hamill olympic ice skating oh, yeah queen. yeah olivia newton john herb alpert and dion warwick the three women that you mentioned when you picture them they all have really short haircuts. They do. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Dorothy Hamill, it was... The whole, that was the whole thing. Yeah. It like, was like some kind of bob. Yeah. And, her and Princess Diana. And Princess Diana. Yeah. <laughs> like all the short yeah, haircuts. All the short haircuts. But I see here that Herb Alpert said she was, quote, the type of singer who would sit in your lap and sing in your ear. <laughs> Were you the type of producer that allowed that? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. sad. I didn't it, was, know. it was tragic. What really happened sad. to... He essentially just... Stop. He's done some work, but... He kept on going as the carpenter. The carpenter. <laughs> oh, we're terrible. <laughs> but Happy holidays. Yeah, there you go. Merry Christmas. He's still going. Is he? Is he doing producing Let's or see something? see what he's up to now. Okay. In 1984, he married his adopted cousin, mm. Mary Rudolph. Okay. I mean, they're not blood related. No, so it's fine. <laughs> Has five kids, and that's pretty much it. There so. you go. Refreshing that it's just normal. That's it. That's yeah. It. yeah. He got married, the cousin part. But, yeah, that's all <laughs> and then he had five kids. Yeah. We actually joke in our house that there are like two or three artists that at Christmas time seem to come out of their cave and blow mm-hmm. the scene like pentatonics. Oh, one. Gosh. And admittedly, I feel like, you know, the Carpenters are one of those where you hear a lot of these songs on Christmas radio this time of year. But again, for me, it's a nostalgic album. It's really safe. <laughs> You're not going to offend anybody with yeah. this album if you just want to. Nice, kind of relaxing Christmas album and playing in the background while you're wrapping gifts or making cookies or something like that. So thanks for letting me share this with you. And thanks to my mom for sharing it with me all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. that was lovely. Yeah. 10 songs, clocking in at two hours, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And one of the songs is like 28 seconds long, so that doesn't count. <laughs> what do you have for us? Today, I've got one of my favorite Christmas albums ever. Classic. <laughs> oh, man. Was that one take? And they were just like, oh, we don't have enough time to re-record. We, we just got to go You know you're it. saying it wrong. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, this year, I want to highlight the album, Oh Come All Ye Faithful by His Golden Messenger. So we're continuing the soft rock theme. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Matt, you are often trying to make a tie back to North Carolina, and mm-hmm. I'm throwing a softball to you this time. Yeah, really. Because MC Taylor resides in Durham. Mm-hmm. I would say that 
this isn't as much a Christmas album as I would call it an Advent album. Interesting. As a Christian and somebody who's grown up in that tradition, there's always this tension, Mm -hmm. so to speak, of Christmas. There's your shopping, Santa Claus, stupid elf on the shelf. Yep. And I only say that because last night, I forgot. Oh, see, I got, you got to set an alarm. I know. I don't need to set an alarm because he moves himself and he comes back every day. Every year. And I've said this before, I think even on this podcast, it's always the fourth or fifth night yeah. that you forget. Yeah. His first few days, you're golden. And then you're panicking your children into thinking they've done something terrible. Well, I always take the fall. Do you? Yeah. I'm always like, oh, dumb old dad oh. reached up and slapped the elf or something. <laughs> To that point, there are a lot of these self-inflicted stresses that we put our, on ourselves, particularly yeah. as parents this time of year. Oh, yeah. There's sort of that Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there's a Christian holiday, the part of the church calendar that is Christmas. I think that especially the more we go on, the two could not be more different. We've joked about playing Christmas music in October and Mm -hmm. right as Thanksgiving is done, it's get on it. And we do. We We feed it. People used to get a tree right before Christmas. Like Christmas Eve sometimes. Yeah, like that was the thing. And that's fine. I'm not here to be a Scrooge or anything. Not at least. Yeah. A lot of times it feels forced. Trying to establish a nostalgia or conjure up a nostalgia. And there's there's a lot of box checking that goes on. Yeah. So it's super busy. There's barely time to enjoy it. Whereas the tradition is that there's a season of Advent, which means longing, and it harkens Mm -hmm. back to the people waiting for a Savior. And then it also is a reminder that if you're a Christian, there is the Jesus died on the cross and rose again, but you also believe that he's coming back. He says to make all things new, to wipe away every tear, death will be no more, Mm -hmm. pain will be no more, there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And so that's the belief of that faith. And so... It is supposed to be a time of longing, but it's really hard to practice that when everywhere you go, there's sleigh bells everywhere. And all that is fun. We do the elf. We do Santa. It's so fun and it's wonderful. But you can miss out on a depth and it feels like you're celebrating and you're just celebrating nostalgia in a way Mm -hmm. or comfort. Yeah. Yeah. So this album came out 2021, but immediately captured me with, in my mind, the spirit of Advent. With the year that it came out, and this might be a dumb question, but did it also hit hard because of it being 2021 and being still a time of kind of despair and darkness from a, a pandemic standpoint? And do you think that plays into how it kind of grabs? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I think from the standpoint that just like if you're trying to celebrate Christmas and you've lost a loved one mm-hmm. or lost yeah. your job or you're suffering, it can feel a little bit, why are we doing this? This is, and I love the season of Advent because I think that it helps recognize the condition of this world mm-hmm. and speak to it yeah. and not just pretend for a month right. that everything's going to be fine. And apparently that's where it came from for him. Okay, He was in a Target and he doesn't recall the song, but he heard a song that was just your typical loud, brash, overwhelming Christmas song. Yeah. And he felt, this is not what people I know are experiencing in the holidays. Yeah, And so he wanted to write something that really kind of matched. Interesting. Uh, we're going to start. He's got three originals, three traditional songs, and then three cover songs. Nice. We'll start with his first original, Hung Fire. Mm-hmm. 
Things were bad if we're being honest Gave it away Stood on the corner I was down on my knees Searching for something I get why people pray down at the mission, they're ringing the bells. Come on, your faithful joy to the world. St. Nick's at the racetrack, giving it in. Trying to make it rain with his paycheck. Some out of work boxes looking for a job. Down the red river, setting fires. It's Christmas, baby. God, we made All the savage angels who want us like dogs Gun to my head, but it hung fire It's Christmas, baby Thank God we made it It's Christmas, baby said the carpenters were slow <laughs> fair no it's true it is <laughs> i like that though he calls this a gospel record for people who are seeking something mm. and so it's christmas baby thank god we made it if that is 2020 <laughs> that's how we felt we talked earlier about i'll be home for christmas being written for so from yeah. the soldier's point of view yeah the song being written in the vein of 2020 and 2020 and 21 and pandemic and loneliness and despair and there's always going to be something else. A year from now, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, people will be going through something. And so this theme of, thank God we made it, that's always going to resonate. Part of the reason Christmas songs get regurgitated and repurposed so much, one, because there's the nostalgia factor mm -hmm. to them all. Mm -hmm. You take away some of the production based on when these songs are recorded, and at their hearts, they're timeless songs in a lot of ways, and particularly a song like this that really speaks to people who are going through it and and part of that's it's the end of a year yeah and it's winter yeah. <laughs> you said there's darkness and cold there's a longing for warmth and family mm -hmm. even aside from the holiday but there's a reflection there's it's yeah. a contemplative mm -hmm. time that we tend to ignore and instead just pack it full of everything this helps this is a kids have gone to bed you know you're kind of locking up mm -hmm. you sit down before you shut off the christmas tree and take a breath and listen to this song yeah I'm going to focus on the originals. Okay. This next one is called Grace.
his 13th album, man. Baker's Dozen. He's been at it. He has been at it. For a while. In 2008, with his first album, that's not even including EPs or live albums, but... Jeez. Yeah. He signed a merge in 2014, I believe. It wasn't really until Terms of Surrender... 2019 that was the album that i was like oh my gosh and then quietly blowing it was one of my favorite albums of last year and then he put this one out in the same year yeah so i didn't know much about him until probably 2019 or so he grew up in southern california right i don't know when he moved to north carolina but i think it was like 2010 or Mm -hmm. around there yeah he does stuff for the durham public schools Mm -hmm. he does stuff to raise money his wife is a teacher i believe so i love that somebody that is involved in the community yeah not gonna lie love raleigh but Durham definitely has a cool vibe. Oh, yeah. It feels more small town than Raleigh. It does, yeah. Um, But yeah, this is a beautiful song, The Idea of Grace, Mm -hmm. which he has said, he in this one interview I heard, he said that he uses Judeo-Christian ideas to support a certain gentleness in his music Mm. that he didn't have before. And so this idea of grace being Mm -hmm. the unmerited favor that is not deserved, but is freely given grace beyond us. I love that. There's no sleigh bells in this. It doesn't even talk about baby Jesus or anything like that. But it really is just, we've talked about this before, Matt. We need the artists, especially the poets and the writers and the songwriters, because they give voice to that, the emotions and the longings Mm -hmm. that we have. Because we walk around with it. We talked about this on the Frightened Rabbit album. We walk around with it. There's a facade in our society and where people are pretending everything's okay. And part of that's just trying to get by. And so Mm -hmm. during a time in 2020, and 2020 wasn't just, oh, thank God, that's our use. Like you said, yeah. there's always going to be something. But during a time at the end of the year where you might just be, man, I'm really glad that we made it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just trying to pretend everything's okay, take some time just to sit and recognize what people are going through and what yeah. you're going through. And I think it's healthy. That's why we need the songwriters. They're the ones who can bring the emotion mm-hmm. into the music. Well said. I'll go ahead and play one of the traditional ones here. I want to go ahead and play his version of Joy to the World. Amazing how refreshing it is when an artist outside of church tackle Christmas songs, especially when they are coming at it from a place of, it's almost they're covering the true essence of why these songs matter. Mm-hmm. And there's a freshness to it that you lose when it's prepackaged and- Too familiar. Uh, too familiar. And, yeah. yeah. They might not believe it, but they're singing it in a way that says, man, if this were true, that would be Just, everything. Yeah, beautiful and amazing and yeah. everything. Yep. And that's why I think it helps remind me that I do believe that's true. Yeah. And so this should be everything. Right. Right. This message of love and of hope. I guess just one of the things that I'm interested in is if you believe something, like actually live that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's where the world looks at the church in general and just says, What are you, you know, doing? You say that your hope is in 
in Jesus and your hope is in his return and his way is a way of love. But gosh, look at all the corruptness in the church and the pride and the hypocrisy. That's why it's interesting to me when someone comes in and who's outside of the church that feels the most sincere version of yeah, that song. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than someone who's inside. My friend Chris Breslin, he is a reverend at Oak Church in Durham. Mm-hmm. Had an interview with him and was gracious yeah. enough to share the audio of that. So I got to hear a little bit of nice. the discussion. He said, I love the idea of liberation of the spirit and that set of ideas that comprise the ideas. He was talking about hopefulness. Mm-hmm. And he just said that understanding your relationship to hope is an important part mm. of survival and to be human. We're all human. Yeah. We're just trying to make it. Trying to make it to the end of the year, trying to make it through yeah. the holidays, and then we'll be trying to make it through January yeah. and February. That's right. And then one more trip around the sun and we'll be here again. Yeah. I think it can be a time where we don't just sing peace on earth, goodwill towards men. But don't show it. But don't show it, but yeah. actually like try and live it out beyond just a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you want to hear more of my musings on Advent, Kristen and I did a podcast called Advent 2021, hmm. which is basically us talking about Advent in the year 2021. Okay. So it's still Truth out there. Truth advertising. You could check that out if you want to hear more. I love Christmas music, but yeah. thought it'd be nice this year to bring a little bit of the Advent feel, a little bit of the uh, human part of it, not just the elf part of it. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that because I remember this album coming out, but mm-hmm. I never took the time to listen to it really. And now I really want to listen to it because I'm intrigued that he covers CCR, he said, as yeah. long as I can see the light, which is not a Christmas song, but it's it still fits in that theme of longing and wanting and hope. And that's what the album closes with, which is mm-hmm. interesting. So thanks for sharing that. And we'll put up some playlists on our Spotify. Spotify. Ch- all Carpenters. All the time. <laughs> yeah. And Pentatonics. Uh, we might have to have separate playlists, Matt. <laughs> you could have yours. <laughs> but along these lines, if you dig this feel, another album that I thought about reviewing that has really captured me this season, especially is Gloria by Jess Ray and Langdon. Also, Raleigh folks. Okay. All right. Matt, this is fun to uh, surprise one another yeah. with Christmas albums. I'm looking forward to closing out the season with our listener's choice. Yes. But it is always a highlight to talk Christmas music with you. Yeah. I've talked a lot about the hairiness of the season, the busyness of the season. And I think a lot of times, starting around Thanksgiving, we turn on the Christmas music and it's such an important part of the year. It's such an everyone looks forward to it. Mm-hmm. But then it almost immediately almost becomes background noise. So it's nice to spend some time diving into why this music matters. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for engaging with us on social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter at Finest Work Songs. We also have Facebook and our website is finestworksongs.com. Excuse me, www.finestworksongs.com. <laughs> and as always, you can send us emails at our Gmail account, finestworksongs at gmail.com. And we'll look forward to maybe reading one of your emails on a future Kenny Gmail segment. See you soon on our listener's choice. Until then, enjoy all of that Advent and Christmas music out there. And we're going to leave you with a modern day classic. I'll be home for Christmas. She doesn't butcher any other word. No, that's right. Every other word is perfect. 
It's not Mario Bocelli or something. Yeah. It's just that word. The main word. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio. You should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat 